Let me ask you guys this. Do you think that the reputation of T3 is accurate? No. Thank you. I, I think didn't want to have to be the one to say it. Oh, no, no. I, That's I have asked you guys. All the time. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill, Andrew Berry, and myself, Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK for additional savings. They've got basically every protein powder you can think of. You can get everything from uh, highly burned cyclic dextrin to creatine. Uh, check them out and use our code THINK. That supports our programming and gets you a great supplement. We're also brought to you by supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. They have great deals that change week to week on label changes, short-dated products, stuff like that and of course thank you to everybody from patreon i have links below to patreon and everything else you guys for patreon are helping to make this thing happen especially when youtube is so hot and cold with us lately anyway we got a bunch of stuff going on today we got a physique critique we're going to try to make that a regular thing if you guys want any kind of physique critique um, message here comment and um I'll try to work something out with you. I've been taking them through Patreon, but I'll try to open it up a little bit to the rest of our listeners. Um, and uh, of course, comments, likes, all that stuff helps to boost our programming. So all that stuff, thank you for your help. We're going to talk about back training because something eluded me last week. It's actually two episodes ago now. We did a training critique for Matt and he showed us his pull down and he showed us his seated cable row. Now, I specifically said to him, and I messaged, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but I think that we didn't focus on it at all. I specifically said to him, I said, hey, show me the two movements that you use to grow your back as much as you can. What are your two big mass, your two big meat and potatoes movements? And one of those two was a seated cable row, which I personally don't agree with. I don't see that as being like the best back grower so i thought maybe we could make that into a topic and the three of us could determine if you could only pick two back exercises to grow as much muscle as you can what would they be for you personally man i'm probably gonna go well i alluded to uh, a machine that i would you know put as one of my top fives if i was building a home gym today um it's a purported prime row where you can either do a neutral grip or an overhand pronated grip because you can target, you know, upper back muscles. You could target the lower lat. Um, you can really just hit your your full back with this with this one machine. Um, so that's definitely one that I'm going to go with. Um, second one, I'd be man, I'd be stupid not to pick some type of pull down, right? Um, now the pull down I would pick. I guess I'll just go with your basic, you know, your basic pull down, you know, because I think you can change, you can, you can put up a bench to it, uh, next to it or in front of it and change angles if you wanted to, if you wanted to sit back further, if you wanted to sit closer, you could do that. So yeah, I'll go with the pull down and I'd go with that prime row. Okay. And I got a follow up for you guys too, after this, I'm going to go T-bar. T-bar. Um, That's a yeah, I'm going to go T-bar. And, you know, it's hard for me because my brain wants to go directly to a, a more of a, for the second exercise, to a more of a lat dominant. But here's the thing. My lats are not a weak point. My my middle and upper back is just where all of my weakness comes from. 
So, um, and, and what I have found over the years is because I've battled the scapula range of motion that is so weak, they don't like to protract and, you know, all that much. Um, I have found that rowing does more for my overall back development than any lat pull or chin or anything ever did. The sad part was it took me years to figure it out, probably because I subscribed to what most people do and kind of locked my brain into the, well, that's a width movement and that's a thickness movement and felt kind of stupid when I put it all together and went, yeah, that's, that was really dumb to do that. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to, the second one's tough though, because I would want to go with a machine too, but then I have to be more specific with a specific machine. That's tough. Um, but if I had to get two exercises, I guess I would go this way. I would go with a T-bar and I would go with, and when I say T-bar, like a, like an actual T-bar machine, not, I don't like the old school balance the bar, pull it from the floor. Okay. T-bar machine. Thing. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like that as much. Um, and one of the main reasons is because setting it down was one of the way that I. One of the ways. One of the nine ways that I herniated my L four L five, because a lot of the new platforms, the T bar rows that have platforms, for some reason the bar comes from the plat the level of the platform. So what I do is I always put like a four by four underneath it so that it won't drop down between the. The platform so that I don't have to pull this negative deadlift to get it started or I'll have my training partner flip it up to me for to a standing position and then go down into my row but I literally drop it from there I'm, not, I'm just not messing around with my lower back anymore uh, because of that that range of motion is just too big so if I do that and I have to pick another exit I'm gonna go with the 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 hammer t-bar that you don't or hammer row mid row that you don't like Scott Okay, I, I don't I dislike just, it. I guess I, I don't I know, but I, it, yeah, it, it, it just I doesn't it, scratch I mean, it's just that not itch one for me. You're gonna, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and the I gotta, reason I, I gotta go with that, yeah. Go but I was gonna say I have a more important follow up question though. So if you're okay. gonna go with with that, the, the so you at the T bar, right? And then you're gonna go with that. It's kind of the higher higher row. Is that the what you're saying? No, from, it's like from uh, it's like out in front of you and above. Yeah, so, so it's you're up a, here. It's not a row, but a lap. It's not a lap pole either. Yeah, it's I, kind of a combination of two, and that's why I'd go with it. Okay, well then I wanted to ask you guys. I guess it's even a more important question, and it's for the people who are watching our show. Is if they're listening to this now. And let's say they're 175 pounds soaking wet, you know, at 5'8", maybe they've got a little bit of muscle, but they, they're nowhere near even looking like a bodybuilder yet. What are the movements that, that you would suggest to them to put on as much freaking muscle oh. as they possibly can? Okay. And how to, we'll see how that differs. Okay. I would go T-bar barbell, but I would still say that a, that a chin... Some sort of chin or heavy type lat pull is still going to be a bread and butter exercise for most people. A chin, a chin like a a, a chin pull up type movement. Yeah, pull up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if they weigh 175 pounds, they could probably do chins and pull ups easier than. <laughs> well, that actually brings up another point, like because I think we all started out doing pull ups as staples very early on, right? Like, like I remember every work every back workout would start out with four sets of pull-ups no matter yeah. what no matter how my lats felt that it like it was always four sets of pull-ups and then you move on to the other stuff and yeah. then as you get heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier the pull-ups become a little less of an option for you at least you know they become less attractive you know yeah. because the deca builds up 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it just, it, it's uncomfortable for one thing, especially when you got a lot of body weight and when you have some restrictions in your shoulders for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, you're I'm also locked again. into a specific weight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can add weight. I understand you can hold a dumbbell and everything, but there still aren't, very, there's not warm up options. Yeah, that's it. There's like no warm up. Yeah. Like your first set, you're, you're firing, you're going, yeah, you know, exactly. Which is, actually recommend people do a, a one or two sets of lat pull downs if i have pulled out pull ups written in their program do a couple light sets of pull downs to at least get that motion stimulated before they use their body weight especially if they're over 200 pounds yeah so i would agree uh, some type of a pull up pull down i would put that as being a staple i would want everybody to to i would think everybody should at least try to do that for starters what about row movements would you would you pick the same machine that you were mentioning, Andrew, for a new guy? Maybe not because I know how to how to really manipulate my elbows to target right. what area of the back I want to target. Whereas me being 18, 16 years old, I'm just moving my elbows back, and one rep might look completely different than the third rep, which might look uh, different than the seventh rep because I'm just trying to move weight and probably at that point trying to impress whoever I'm I'm, I'm training with. So, yeah. So I mean, I think. Yeah. Are we talking someone starting out? Yeah, well, somebody who somebody like I said, maybe I, maybe they're starting out, maybe, but basically they haven't gained muscle yet. They're 175 pounds, soaking wet, and don't look like nobody's ever mistaken them for a bodybuilder. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough. One. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I'll, I'll be simple. I'll be simple. You, then. You I'm going to say free weights. I'm going to say free weights. I'm going to say a pull down, and I'm going to say a dumbbell row. If you like barbell rows, you go for a barbell row. I think that all I like T-bar rows. I think that if I were to pick, and I know that's more than two, but I would say free weights would be the number one thing that I think you're going to be able to grow the most amount of muscle with to start. Mm-hmm. Flat out, I'll make that as a black and white statement. I'll say mm-hmm. that. I'll go on the record and say that. Yeah, Someone out there is going to slam us for not saying duds. Just know that ahead of time. Well, so that's in my mind, but I'm like, man, like... I don't know. Then you're because, giving a newbie a very complicated exercise to yeah. learn how to do correctly. And that is tough. That's a tough Like one. when you do deadlifts, you want to join the guy who's like 27 to 32, who's got his form down locked because he's already been hurt once or twice and he knows not to do that shit that's going to get you hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you want him teaching you how to do those versus you and the boys just get together and start piling plates right. on and exactly. pick it up any way possible. Cause I think we've all probably done that, you know, where, okay, four plates, I can move that two reps. Let me try five and see if I can budge that at all. And that's when your back starts. I think that's hurt. why I would go with a T bar over a barbell row. Same here. Yeah, for Same someone here. Who's, because you're locked into that path. I, I yeah I can't agree with that more. I, I I'll go on record and say I don't think the barbell row is a great exercise, uh, both for your lower back, for your upper back, for your elbows. For you know what um, though, I hate them, but I see people. I have clients that because I'll give them the option when we're starting out. I, I'll tell them to do a pull down first, and then you can pick between a barbell row or a T bar row, or excuse me, barbell row or a dumbbell row. And I know some. I've had some guys that like I look at their barbell row and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this looks really good. Like this just makes sense for you. For me, it, I can't do that. Not heavy, not real heavy, yeah. at least. And you know why? It's because why well, I stay away from recommending the barbell rows because the bodybuilder and all of us kicks in where you want to use more than you did a month ago, and you start to see the form that started out like this. Yeah, now they're up here mm-hmm. towards the end of a set. 
and they're doing a modified shrug and they're they're claiming that as progression you know i went from 150 pounds to 200 pounds in that time period but their reps just got sloppier and sloppier they're building some nice traps but they're not really working the lats so that's why i don't like that exercise what about dumbbell double dumbbell rows on a low incline I could lo- I like that. Actually, it's actually a movement I really do like. It's like about mm-hmm. a third movement of my back training where the top, I put the top of the um, pad or the top of the incline right below my titties. Mm-hmm. And then that way there's no restriction <laughs> because I'm narrow shoulder. And, you know, well, it's hard for me because I, I don't want to smash my big boobies against the incline. <laughs> no, but it just feels better that way. But, again, you get into protraction and retraction, and we're talking about back, which is already not trained properly by 80% of the people in gyms around the country, even with good backs or relatively good yeah. back musculature, yeah, let, alone, let alone somebody who just started out. So I would say this is the person who just started work, started working out. Of all the muscle groups that you need to master or to focus on to train correctly, focus on back first. You can get away with doing having subtle things that are wrong with other movements, but yeah. I don't think you can get away with it with back. Yeah. At least as much as you can. You're not going to screw up a curl, you know, too bad to where you're not going to, you know, even legs. Unless you're squatting, if you're leg pressing, you're not going to screw it up too bad. If you're doing hacks, yeah. you're not going to screw it up too bad. Pendulum, you know, squatting possibly. But, <clears throat> sorry. I arguably yeah. have walking pneumonia, by the way, for the record. You're kidding you us. Wa- you want to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> Comment <Wow>. below. <laughs> Comment below. <laughs> to take out your rage on skip. God dang. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I think the dumbbell row is probably the way to go. I, dumbbell row and a pull up. I, I think like dumbbell rows. Starting out, I think yep. doing both of those, mastering those, not getting ahead of yourself, not cheating, not swinging on either the pull up or swinging your 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 torso on the rows. Um, yep. Yeah, I think you wouldn't go wrong by suggesting those two exercises to a newbie, and I think you're going to get a lot of gains uh, just off those two. What would be a good um, a good goal for the pull-ups if you give somebody that exercise what do you what do you think would be a good goal for them to try to achieve when they do those goal or instruction <laughs> goal is in like how many sets how many reps oh uh, well, i don't know because it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be so limited exactly it's gonna be, i mean some people will be able to do five or six um and other people are gonna be you know potentially could bang out 20 i remember being in high school and yeah, I, I, let's see. I did the MEPS thing when I was wanting to go into the Marines, and the guy at the the Marine at the recruitment center that you know you just walk into in any town, he actually had an axe hammer, and he got up on a chair and he put the one end on the top of the door, and he held the other part right on his shoulder, and wanted me to do chins, and I'm like, that just seems really dangerous, uh, and it's not straight. Yeah. And I did like 17 of them full full hang to full hold at the top and he's like when i got done he goes um well i'm gonna put down 30 because if you'd have done them the way a marine would do them you would have gotten far more you're doing them bodybuilder style (laughs) shout out to all our marines out there but but what did i weigh i mean i probably weighed in high school you know i was super lean but 165 170 pounds maybe i mean mm-hmm. yeah i could bang them off like it was nothing and then i couldn't run to the next station because i was all out of air or out of <laughs> breath and then sit there and do you know a bunch of push-ups or a bunch of sit-ups and you know when you're out of air 
and you can't breathe and you're trying to do sit-ups <laughs> come on and yet still sit there and just bang them out because it just didn't weigh them or dips same thing yeah. body weight dips you know 30 or 40 body weight dips even doing them right when you weigh 160 pounds there's, there's not a whole lot to that Mm-hmm. So at that point, was the recruiter at the end of that? Was the recruiter like, "Yeah, we need you. You should join." Stuff you got to like work on your lungs. He yeah. was calling me fat boy, and I would just smile at him because I knew I was ripped. I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm not fat." But he was trying to get in my head. I'm like, "No." Yeah, they just whittle you down, get you in the military, and yeah. just whittle you down to nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we solved this one then. Um, I, I have a, uh, another critique. We got a good leg training tech uh, critique here we can jump to. And then we've got a, just a slew of listener questions because we didn't do many of them in the last episode. And if you guys have any questions for the next episode, then comment below here on YouTube, comment on this episode, and uh, we will tackle them on the future shows. So let's see if we can get the volume turned down here. There we go. So I apologize to our audio listeners as you guys listen to us talk about something that you can't see happening right now. But this guy is getting ready to do a vertical leg press. Not a very common lift these days. No, it's not. I use that for calves and that's it. Yeah. It's great for calves. Yeah. It's made some comeback, I think, with the Arsenal uh, Arsenal making one, you know. But, yeah, I agree. All it takes is that one time your back, your butt comes up enough and and you hear that. And then you get up and and you can't stand up straight. And you're like, I'm never even sitting. I'm not even going to lean on that machine ever again. Yeah, And then you're (laughs) shitting in the shower for the next three days because you Mm -hmm. can't sit down on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, at he least this one has a slight angle to the platform, which helps. I will give him this. He didn't have any tilt. I was kind of True. surprised. So he's got relatively decent hamstring yeah. flexibility where the rest of us don't. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in the machine, you know, where he needs to be as far as mechanically and, and stuff like that. Um, God, is it a thing? It's, it's such a – there's just such high vulnerability there. I would say, honestly, more so with that exercise than any other exercise I can think of for legs. Mm -hmm. Especially because we encourage full range of motion, right? And every centimeter you get your knees closer to your chest, you're just putting more pressure on that spine and grounding. So it's like one of those things where you want to go full range, but you're really limited due to uh, your fear, really. Absolutely. And there is no fear, like you said, if it hasn't happened. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know? You don't. It's like you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll move on here. Hey, we got the hack here next. Figure we could just kind of run yeah. through them and then maybe share some reflections. I wish I could see. You can't move us, can you? So where we can see. His oh heel. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can move just us. Move boom. us out. There you go. I want to see if there if there's any transfer or how much transfer. He's not transferring at all to the ball. Nah. He's got I feel like these look really good. Honestly, they're really they're, good. I'd say they're pretty solid. I mean, his butt's not coming up when he's pushing. Uh, just a little bit there, just a tiny bit. But um. so, just thinking out loud while he's doing this, I would hope if it were me, I would set up with my feet as low on the platform as I could, but not transferring mm-hmm. more weight to the ball than the heel, so that it is balanced. And he may have already done that. I can't tell by the foot position that it's bad. Looks like a good gym, too. See that pendulum back there in the background? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. an old uh, Atlantis. Yep. yep. Did I tell you guys a story about how the gym I used to go to, They just it was there one day and gone the next, and I'm like, what would you guys do with it? And they're like, oh, we sold it for scrap metal. 
And I'm You're like, kidding me. What? I'm yeah, like, you got to be kidding. In, in bodybuilding world, you know how, 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 what that thing is worth? Like, you should have yeah. told me about it. I would have paid for it out of pocket. Yeah. I remember going to Better Bodies. We had 48,000 square feet. There were three of them in Colorado, but the one in Aurora was the big one where everybody went, all the competitors. And yeah. they had one exactly like that. And you know what we did? We would set our gym bags underneath it because nobody <laughs> ever used it. And I didn't know what the hell it was. I'd go right over to the Icarian Gen 1 hack squat and start piling one plate at a time, move up to my top weight, and bang out hack squats. Never <laughs> used it. it really? You have to understand, that's like late 90s. So well, yeah. I think Paramount was the one they used to make. It may one. have been Paramount. Paramount yeah, made like Paramount the original one. So yeah. I saw a Paramount uh, uh, one on Facebook Marketplace. Um, it, it had to have been a year ago now, and it was one of the old ones. And the guy was only asking five hundred for it. Which, oh. you know, it. I literally, I was like, huh? I, I don't have room for this thing. It's huge, you know. They are big, big. But footprint. I was like, huh? I wonder. That, I'd like to go look at that, that again. And I went to go reload it, and like ten minutes later, it was gone. You know oh. what I mean? Is gone. It's one of those things where you figure out how you can rearrange your gym to get it in there. Yeah. Right, right. Like, right. It looked good out on the sidewalk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just put it in the yard. Yeah, yeah. backyard. Is that a, that's a hammer strength? Oh, they yep, suck. That's, that's a hammer. I don't like it either. Uh, the old ones, the one of the generations, you couldn't see the hooks, whether they were hooked or not, because they were behind the platform. <laughs> like, what the hell were you guys thinking? I'm I can't really say the, much about his form. I, I know. I don't see, like, there's nothing that's screaming, like, oh, man, if you did this, a little different. But yep. um, Hips aren't rolling. Um, I'm going to go if I have to dig, if I have to really look for something. And at least on the hacks, I'm like, bruh, you had a couple more. Yeah. That's, that's about all I could say, because from a form standpoint, I thought both of those were rock solid. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's watch that again and see. Let's see. Was it, was he doing like a set to failure, or was he just doing like you know like a set leading up to? Yeah, I would hope to. Yeah, we'll, we'll I think it's bodybuilders. We don't video. Yeah, setup right. Sets. <laughs> if we can get more plates on there, we're going to be doing a work set. Unless yeah, meanwhile, we might you, you guys ever see a powerlifter in the gym? They record every freaking thing they do. They're warm every, up. Yeah. Oh my That's god! And like, oh, do you mind not walking through there for a minute? It's like. For your like your your one twenty five like squat warm up like yeah. no I'm gonna walk through here I'm sorry <laughs> like and I don't know about you guys but if it's a free weight exercise especially if it's something like bench those reps aren't gonna be fluid at lighter weights for me anyway oh, yeah. I feel I mean, like I know. I know they're not all over the place but it feels like it is until the yeah. weight starts to get heavy enough well and you probably recall this like when you were squatting oh, uh, I was getting bar. at the end here hold on a second let's see yeah. He's, and he's breathing. Don't get me wrong. He's hesitating. Yeah. I, you know, I get it. A little less control on that negative. It's it's slowed down not some. Bad. Yeah, if you one put more. a gun to I think his he had head, one more. yeah, I think yeah. One gun more. to the head, yeah, gun to the head. Now, if yeah, he had he a buddy that. standing That's there, he could have gotten That's four more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if I was going to bang your wife, if you didn't get three more reps and bang her in front of you, you'd probably get those three reps. In fact, she'd know, probably Skip. cheer you on to get those three reps because she probably don't want to sleep with me anyway. Thing is, though, it's 2023. A lot of couples are into that shit. Yeah, they might be. They might be. They might be. He might just like just drop it right there. You know what I mean? Big thing in the industry. So can't hit bodybuilding without the lifestyle. I mean, come on now. (laughs) 
Here's my thought is I think his form, and I've had more time to think about this than you guys, but I, I, I looked at his form on everything and I was, cause I looked at the videos too. And I was like, man, I don't see anything that I'd really yeah. change on any of this. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, Skip. He could have gotten maybe another rep or two there. And maybe it's that intensity at the end. But my thought is, is that if he wanted to take it to the next level, the next step to me would be, okay, well then let's play with cadence. Like, what if you were to say, stop in the hole for a, a, an entire one-second count, one one-thousand, then drive back up and slow down, get to the bottom, one or one-thousand. Or no stop at the top. Yep, you no stop. Have, well, the, the, I, that's a given, yeah, with the one yeah, with the stop at the bottom. Yeah, I call them piston wraps. Yep, that yeah, you yeah. just go. You know, I tell you, it's a, for those listening, it's a pretty good intensity technique, especially with legs. If you cannot stop at the top until you just know you're not going to get another one, then suck in a couple breaths and keep going because otherwise, and I think it was Austin, he made this, this is a while ago, we've all probably made this point, but I remember Austin pointing it out that if you're going to start too early and you're going to be breathing that heavy in between reps, it's more an extension of the set than it is an actual set. It may have even been Phil Viz, I'm not sure. The point is, we've all said it at some point, and I think there's a lot of truth to it. So, you know, it's just one of those things, I call them piston reps. You're just doing them until you can't do them. And if they're higher reps, they're 15, 18, that's that's on a pendulum or on a hack. That's that's rough. That's why yeah. I say that those exercises are full body workouts. They're full body yeah. exercises, right? Yeah. Like, like when you get done, every muscle in your body. When you do like a high high rep squat or hack squat, you get up, your whole body screaming for air. It's not your legs yeah. that are just feeling it. Like you, you feel like you just ran a marathon or something. Yeah, and it's funny because I'd rather breathe and deal with my breathing those last couple reps than I would the first thirty to forty-five seconds when I get out and all mm-hmm. that blood rushes in, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm, like I need oxygen, man! Like I'm mm-hmm. gonna die over here." <laughs> it's as soon as you put that bar back on the rack, and yep. it's like your body's safe, and then it remembers, "Oh, you just did something traumatic to it," and mm-hmm. it's like, "Yeah, you're right." That oxygen comes in, or your lack of oxygen, I should say. Yeah, um, and you get your first breath in. And like your body's like kind of in that panic mode where you don't want to sit, you can't stand, you don't want to walk, you don't want to sit still. You're like, you don't, your body doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yep. I always find the most comfortable place to lean over something that yeah. is symmetrical from left to right. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lean over something that is higher on one side than the other. There's, there's just dumb stuff in there. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a bunch of stuff here. I'll start here uh, with Pete's question. He says, um, for any of the shows, he says, uh, just wanted to know, what are your thoughts on, I think this was from Patreon as well, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, T2? I've heard it was a good choice for weight loss and lesser uh, of the two evils, T3 and T4. This ranks right you up know. there with the question of, uh, well, no, I can't even use that example. I better quit because uh, I was going to say MT1. Uh, but MT1 is actually painted out to be um, arguably slightly better than MT2. But it's, I don't, look, I'm going to give Andrew's response, and Andrew can correct me if I'm wrong. We would be using T2 if it were more effective than T3 and T4. Do you guys remember I when mean, it was over the counter? Yeah, I thought it still is. Uh, they stopped. No, they stopped. It was it was in like all the hydro cut type products the all the fat burners remember when fat burners were like crazy popular 2008 era all the caffeinated yeah they they took it out at that point but um i'm looking this up real quick yeah yeah, i feel like i'm i'm like 100 percent 35 diodo l-thyronine right that's what we're talking about 
No, you yeah. can buy it. Is it you can? Can they might have limited the dosing, like the per, the, the amount milligram uh, microgram per dose. What's it in though? Like, where, where's our I product? Just looked up, I just typed in T two thyroid, and it okay. came in uh, Doctor Weston Childs, who's a who's a doctor on. Uh, he's got a big website. He goes over Pete a lot of health it's stuff. On, it's on Amazon. Yeah, too. no, you could absolutely get it. Did they limit it from from supplements? Then is that what it was? Like uh, dietary supplements fat for fat burning. loss. Yeah, yeah, products geared towards diet and fat loss. They might have limited from that, but you can buy it as a standalone. I'm looking at it right now. It's not that expensive. It it used to be in like the Lipo 6 Black and all of those types of of products. I never used it, but I had a a girlfriend that used it. And and it worked. It worked basically like T3 did. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a precursory hormone, right? It doesn't, it, it's, it's. I mean, in a sense, like T4 is a precursor to T3, right? Yeah. So I look at it in that way. I don't know exactly what we can say the conversion is of, you know, if you take 100 mics of T2, what would that be equal to in terms of T3 in your body? I yeah. think everyone's different in that respect. Right. Um, you know, because you, you hear things thrown around of like, well, if you're taking 100 mics of T4, you're going to get like a, a one-third to one-fourth conversion rate and, and get about 25 mics of T3 out of it. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard that before. Yeah, yeah, the um, one-to-four whatever ratio, which like you said, it might not be true for everyone. Yeah, I mean, and also I think your T2, the effectiveness of it probably really depends on liver health where the majority of those things are converted to active um, T3. So, it, but, but again, to Skip's point, if it was highly effective, we would all be having it written in client plans during fat loss phases. I have never purposely written T2 into someone's plan. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think that the reputation of T3 is accurate? No. Thank you. I, I think didn't want to have to be the one to say it. Oh, no, no. I, I have that's this why I you guys. With people all the time. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I, I think two things have been really villainized or or just misconstrued: T uh, three uh, uh, and insulin. Like, yeah, you tell someone that you want to throw a little insulin, they're like, "Oh my god, I don't know if I'm ready for that step." I don't, and you're like, "Am I missing something?" And then you recall, like, "Oh wait, I remember 15 years ago, people thinking insulin yeah. was like this super scary thing," yeah. and it's like, I have yet, and I think Skip will agree with me because I know he said it. I have yet to see someone have full recovery of their thyroid after using right. it in a prep prep system within three to four weeks following use. Like, and yeah. I'm talking based off labs. I've told people I've seen one person that I've worked with in my life that had it probably took him two months to recover, and his mom had Hashimoto's. So there's that. So I'll he was say he obviously was predisposed. Any any healthy person I've never seen it. I'll add that probably the effects of the diet. Not the not T three sure. of the diet on his body had more of an effect of his thyroid maybe being a little slow to come back online versus yeah. the actual T three use. Like, or the actual I, dosing and the length of it. I mean, if you're going to use it for a long time, it's similar to being on. Look, I'm making a comparison for the listeners, but it's not exactly the same. I'm just making a comparison. If you stay on cycle for a long time, it takes you your HTPA longer to recover. But I feel the same way about long-term gear use. And I proved it with my endocrinologist because he, he swore up and down that he could. He had all the interns come in three months after when my natural levels started to come back up and I was doing nothing, no PCT, no nothing. And when they started to come back up, he was just blown away 
that I would recover or begin to, to recover after. And, and I wasn't a chronic <clears throat> user of T3, T4. Women tend to <laughs> be the ones who, you know, really take that, uh, that type of use uh, deep and long and high dosage. But I haven't seen it either. And I mean, I've been in the sport. There was one person. Do you remember? Um, and you got to go back. You got to be an old head for this one. But I want to say her last name was Applegate or something like that back in the late 90s. And she claimed that she was getting out of bodybuilding because of thyroid. Um, she blew her thyroid out or something. And I'm with you, Scott. I, I think based on what I've seen, and I'm only speaking for myself. You have to have an underlying issue already. I don't think the T, well, I haven't seen T4, T3 create an issue. I've seen it exacerbate an issue and it takes longer to come back online. But to not, I can't think of one person, one person, one friend, one client, anything, even my own labs after a long prep or something. Um, but yet at the same time, you know, we all have those limitations. I have limitations on T3, T4 that I have a level that I have come to over the years that I just say I don't want it going higher than this. And if it mm -hmm. goes higher than this and you can't get any leaner, then take up basket weaving or compete yeah. in something else this year because that's that's not – I don't want that to be the reason that you got, that you got lean. A lot of the people <clears throat> who are, I think, listening to us talk – they haven't had the the opportunity to see as many people using this stuff, you know, using the compounds we're talking about where we, you know, and, it, and it's not to say that we are doctors by any means, you know what I'm saying? I'm not making yeah. any kind of medical claims, but just simply having had the experience of getting to see for the past, you know, almost 15 years, watching people take these things skip much longer um, that I, I can say, and I think you guys would agree with me that if you're to use a low dose of T3, let's say, 20, 25 micrograms. In a lot of cases, I've seen somebody have almost like a healthier prep where oh, absolutely. They, they don't need absolutely. to push cardio quite as hard. We aren't mm -hmm. grinding the food quite as down as far. Like you actually have a, just a, it just makes everything work better. You know, it's a, it supports your, your thyroid versus your body's trying to, you know, there's times where our bodies are literally trying to just slow down. It doesn't want to pump thyroid out because it doesn't have, it doesn't think it has anything to burn, you know, and you're fighting against yourself versus getting your body to just work with you is so much more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Now, of course, I was waiting for this question. Uh, Pete Ranko. Okay. So how much T3 to start? Yeah. I'll go against him. I'll don't start T3 first. Start low dose T4 and then add T3 if it's needed, if it's in a cut phase. And the reason for that is, again, <clears throat> coming off, I mean, T4 is converted to T3. So if you can get away with using T4 or there's T4 in there with the T3, I think coming off makes it that much easier. I usually pull the T3. I'll drop the dosage down, but when I, if I'm going to cut one out, it's going to be the T3. I'm going to keep the T4 in there so that there's help with conversion as your body is kind of coming back on. I hate to say come back online, but I mean, how else do you explain that? I mean, you know, and let's put it this way. I don't want a first. <laughs> I don't care how, how many years I've been, you know, doing what I do and, and helping to advise and stuff and trying to keep people healthy that I still don't want a first, um, you know, a client for the first time to have problems either. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. But 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 I think the point is is we're competent and we're not we're not rolling the dice on these things. So with competent, intelligent use, I have yet to see someone have even short term issues following a prep with right. T three or T four use. 
Yeah. I think it's important that we say that. And, and we're talking about being as conservative as possible with it. I mean, I, I've known some, like you said, Skip, uh, that women tend to run it higher. I've known uh, a coach who has worked with a lot of women. And some of these women have come to him, like we're talking like 200 micrograms long-term T3, yeah. yep. which is crazy talk. You know what I mean? Well, I was and, just gonna ask, that you're going to get side effects. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what, what would be a non-conservative dose in you guys' opinion? I don't like I, – I can't remember the last time that I've ever been above 100 micrograms of T3, and other people will scoff at that, and that's fine. But if it's 100, we're at DEFCON 5. Um, and you had that's kind of my opinion. Lose. That would yeah. be like an extreme. Well, that would be so, a very yeah. extreme case, but I could yeah. see it in a very extreme case. But yeah, that's like rare. You're you're I mean, not doing. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I have yeah. too. I have yeah. too. <laughs> now, do you guys get the same thing where you just start to feel and look emaciated and overdieted? Because then well, I pulled back and went, "Yeah, I don't like this look." Well, that's what I was going to say. Is that my next question is: Is there danger? What are the dangers? Not just you know internally, but also physique wise mm. of when you're like, okay, the dose is too high, and you started to touch on it where you start to look emaciated. Yeah. I find also when you're not hungry anymore, mm. and, and you should be very hungry, yeah. you, you know you're taking too much T3. Yeah. Um, really? And, and let me throw this in: I've this never gotten really to that important. point. I just get hungrier because <laughs> semaglutide is being used, you know, more, and it's becoming more and more popular. It is important to note, and I know you guys have heard me say this before, I just want to make sure the listeners get this. It will impact, if you're using T4 and or T3 with it, it makes it more potent. So please understand that if you are using T3 and or T4 with semaglutide, you have a very high heart rate. It's almost certainly the T4 and or T3 dosage versus the semaglutide. So add the semaglutide first. See how you respond and be very, very careful because I think it was a uh, roughly a 30%. It increased the effectiveness like roughly 30% of T4 and T3. So start those dosages very low if you are on semaglutide or you have a client on semaglutide, which I hate to give trainers advice on how to work with their clients because it just grinds my gears. But to be safe and to be careful and watch that that heart rate. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what else we have here. How about this one? Hey, what's up, guys? I have a lot of people who reach out to me on a regular basis who are trying to more effectively reach their goals. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make is that they're not getting enough protein. And there's only so much chicken breast we can eat through the day, but we can easily add a high-quality protein supplement to boost those numbers up. True Nutrition has just about every protein powder you can think of from high-quality weight isolate. If you don't tolerate lactose, then you could use their beef isolate, or you could use their pea protein isolate if you don't eat animal products they literally have everything you could think of i've believed in them for like a decade before they advertised with us and they they never went out of their way to say like hey we want to promote our stuff through you i literally asked them because it's a company that i believe in and at the end of the day i want to see you guys reach your goals as effectively as possible so if you use our code think at true nutrition you'll get some savings you'll help to support our programming and you'll get some high quality products to more effectively reach your goals faster for the next episode uh hey guys in uh an older episode i heard uh about training skip had said that if you were still sore after three or so days then your volume and or intensity is too much and you should pull it back my question is if you're training a body part once a week then uh what does it matter if you're still sore for that long if you go a full week to recover between body parts. 
Well, because I think this person's looking at recovery as just a singular thing per body part and not as a complex, um, what do you call it? As a complex yeah. of the whole body, really. Yeah, you're not you know taking into consideration your CNS and, and what you're doing yeah. and start frying it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll honestly actually add, here's point. an example. Okay, have you guys tried to go in and train, say, say back, when your legs are just so beat to shit, it hurts to sit down on the lap pull-down machine? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. you're holding on to the weight, and you're just kind of like shimmying into, into the into mm-hmm. the rack, and then the thigh pad comes down, you're like, ooh, that hurts my quads. Oh, my glutes are... It, it changes the way you're training the rest of your body. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it behooves you not to, and, and I'm not saying if you're a little sore and something, don't go to the gym. You need to wait a full week till you train the next body part. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying there's a happy medium in there in between, you know, mm-hmm. like if my legs are that beat up sore, I'm definitely taking an extra, uh, extra day of rest and I'm going to come back in and have a better session for my back or upper body because of that. Yep. Let me piggyback off that and say this. You're on cycle. You've got a specific intensity, volume, frequency plan together, and you come off cycle and you notice you're training exactly the same way. About four weeks later, you're going to notice, if you're paying attention to your body's feedback, that you are much sore much more sore than you were while you were on cycle. That is a very, very clear indication right there that your recovery is not what it was while you were on cycle. So the longer you're sore, with the ex- there are exceptions like, you know, you didn't train for two weeks because you're on vacation. No. Like, let's just say you're in Europe and you just ate like a hog. You ate to the point where people didn't even recognize you as a bodybuilder and you didn't want to refer to yourself as one. You were still tan, but you weren't, you're just not a bodybuilder. <laughs> Um, then that's different. But the point is, is there's a recovery issue there. And it's something that, you know, when we were talking on the other show uh, to Nate about, you know, when to take off days, if you're going to be that sore, I, I would want to change something. I wouldn't want to be consistently that sore. All right. Uh, Carl asks us, what's the best PED for tendons and ligaments? He's currently six weeks post-surgery for a pec major tear repair. Um, have never really used PEDs. Curious if um, there's anything that can help recovery. Um, would be willing to try it. He's going to get to PRP too. What if he's Angelo. on TRT? Uh you know what I mean? Is he? What was the he, point of the PRP? I, PRP scheduled what? No, he, he's he's got therapy going on to to help repair it. Yeah, he's doing oh, okay, PRP because I didn't get that last. <clears throat> All right, fair enough. Um, yeah. You know, I'll go on record and say pretty much any one of them. Now there will be some like you know. Well, here's the thing. You know, Deca gets this. You know, gets oh, it's so great for joints, and yet I've seen information that says EQ is equally as good. You have. Uh, Anavar, which has shown study after study to increase um, cross-sectional uh, strength of, I want to get this right, it's cross-sectional. Cross-sectional uh, area. Yeah, thank you. for the. Um, that's why if I say something, I know that the, one of you guys is smarter than me and you'll help me out. <laughs> but the, um, as far as tendon strength. So, you know, it's, it's a funny thing when, you know, 15 years ago, I think, you know, they had the commercials on TV of the shattering physique. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that? And it was how, you know, it destroys tendons and ligaments and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. You're kind of misinforming and, you know, muscles mm-hmm. will get stronger than tendons and everything. But mm, I'll tell you what ruins them, quinolones. Don't <laughs> take a quinolone. If you get an antibiotic, at least doctors are 
so much better with this these days. I think they kind of figured out what we found out very early on. But if you're taking a quinolone, not only are you at a high risk for tendon rupture while you're on it, but several months afterwards as well. So mm -hmm. don't go, don't let your doctor prescribe Cipro. <laughs> or, On that uh, note, what, what do you guys think? So here's an exact situation I had this week. A client, um, he had a bug bite that turned into a massive infection. Like his ankle, he sent me a picture, looked like a fat lady's cankle. Like it was probably holding 10 pounds of water. But anyway, antibiotics. And then after that, it still wasn't coming down. So they're putting him on a cycle of prednisone. And he was telling me about how he's geared up to finally, you know, he's happy to get back to the gym and train balls to the wall. And I go, uh, hold your horses. And I guess I'm answering the question I was going to ask you guys, but my reasoning, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry. But, but if, it, well, let me ask you. So if a client says, Hey, I'm on prednisone, what do you tell them? Be careful. <laughs> it's always funny too because people who don't train they'll be like yeah i'm on a steroid skip I'm like yeah you're yeah. not on a real one it's a corticosteroid it's not and then i have to shut my mouth because i know too much about it but it's yep. yeah you don't and, and it's funny because i was put on prednisone when i got um, shingles that year and i was supposed to compete again when they came in and told me they were going to put me on prednisone it's also dose dependent if it's a mm -hmm. small level of prednisone you're not usually going to blow up like a puffer fish but if you no. get enough of it man it'll take and i told him i said i'm not i'm flat out not taking it i have a show in two weeks and he laughed at me he goes you're not competing in two weeks i'm not sure you understand the pain you're going to be in and boy was he right that was vicious <laughs> so yeah no. prednisone is just it, it, it's just nasty well, it yes, increases man. muscle protein breakdown, non-exercise related. Like it, it just, yep. you're, you're wasting through muscle tissue. It's catabolic. Um, it's, at its, it's core, it's catabolic. Yeah. Catabolic. So, yep. yep. So same, same idea. Yep. I say collagen too, you know, just a good, go to True Nutrition, hydrolyzed beef collagen. That was the first thing when, uh, I remember, and I just showed this video because I made this video after I found out that my shoulder wasn't completely ruptured when I when I had injured it a couple of years ago, and I I was so emotional. I made this video and was like, "Hey guys, I want to give you an update." And I kind of almost started crying on it because I was so happy it didn't totally tear. And I said in this video, I was like, so I guess I'm going to have to beef up my joint supplements and stuff like that, you know, and get on glucosamine and all that. And Dante messaged me after he saw that video and he was like, hey, he was like, get on collagen, check this out. Hydrolyzed beef collagen is what they have at True Nutrition. It's high quality, the kind you want. Um, and I started using that initially at 30 grams a day. And then now I've backed down, I use 15 grams a day. And so that has type one and type three collagen. And then there's another supplement called undenatured type two collagen, uh, which you can get individually, um, like from Amazon or something, or, or actually they have a product called, I think it's called uh, joint, I can't remember the name, Flex, I can't remember, something. Uh, Flex9. Uh, no, but anyway, they do have one at True Nutrition that has it in it along with some other stuff. J-Flex. J-Flex. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I used that for a couple months, too. But that, that gives you type 2 collagen. So getting those, that type 1, type 2, and type 3 is going to be great. Like that in itself. Like if you want to, I'll tell you what. So when I started using that, I started getting some of the effects that you notice from growth. Like when I go on growth, I don't know about you guys, but if I haven't taken it and then I start, my fingernails start growing faster. Yeah. You guys notice that? So hair, I started the collagen. Yeah, hair. Vietnam, my Vietnamese uh, Manny Petty lady, she always say, <laughs> she always say, see, I'm already, you already know where I'm going. Ooh, your fingernail grow, go fast. Because <laughs> so, I go in every two weeks. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why. I'm not real sure. Just do your job. Yeah. So, so when I started collagen, I literally got that same effect. 
So yeah. I'm like, huh, okay, wow, maybe you could do things with supplements that drugs do. That's weird, you know? But I'd yeah, suggest I think, those things for sure. Yeah, I think adding BPC to that mix too. BPC and collagen yep. and a little bit of growth. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything better to, to fix injuries in general. Yeah, yeah. And that's really where steroids started. For, I mean, for healing, yeah. Healing after surgery. I mean, that was the whole point of... <laughs> A lot of the a lot of those compounds. I think a lot of people Ronnie Coleman three hundred pounds on stage. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's yeah, what they're for. I? I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to us to find something that oh, it's got a little side benefit over here. But I think a lot of people don't know too that there are different types of collagen. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm glad that you brought that up because I don't. I think people just figure oh, collagen. Oh, it's collagen. all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just I'll just collagen like in Jello. I'll just go. I'll, I'll eat that. So um, I was going to add one other thing. Uh, if he if he isn't he's never used PEDs. If he doesn't have like TRT in the mix, I would almost lean towards things like the BPC and the collagen before I went to actually getting on gear. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't get on gear for that. That's, yeah, that yeah. You know, I, that's you're kind of going. I don't want to say dark side, but I mean you're kind of crossing the street, and it's once you're across the street, you can't go back. He, he's got PRP coming in too, which is. Yeah. You know that's that's great he's covered so mm -hmm. all right we got a bunch more here um that's a good one we're gonna have to save that one because we're gonna i'm gonna need to share this one with you guys later and you'll have to think about it um we had some more in the live stream though what about this one from peter he said question the npc has a division for literally everything why not have a natural division within the organization? Now we well, talked a little easy, bit about this. No one's natural anymore. <laughs> well, I was going to. I think the easier man? answer is no one's going to come watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, their friends so and family. Bad, their their parents so will true. come. Their, yeah, their parents, parents and girlfriends will come. Yeah. Your mom will show up. <laughs> no, but in all honesty uh, or truth, there is uh, actually next year a, a natural division coming out in the NPC. Um, I don't know all the details of the testing, what compounds are legal, what compounds are not. But like any of these kind of organizations, if anyone understands how much it actually costs to test samples of urine or blood for different, you know, of the 80 different PEDs out there, it's quite expensive. And I think it's gonna be a matter, I think this is what's gonna happen in the division. People are going to be taking compounds that are just harder and more expensive to test because they know that they're not going to be tested. And I think it's still gonna be a PED division. It's just, you're not gonna see guys on a lot of the traditional things that you might see on a regular NPC stage. Yeah. And they're going to come off like four weeks early of the other yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we used to have, well, we still have like occasionally there'll be an NPC natural show. Yeah. But I think what you're talking about is now we have the over 40 and we have the natural is mm -hmm. what you're saying. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's Which when you, yeah. um, you go get popcorn and you get a hot dog. Or you go pee yeah. or something. I'm just being a dick. I'm, I'm, but, that, but you're right. They do have like the Ben Weeder Natural, the, uh, which yeah. is a big show. But, you know, it's funny. There's a girl that won the women's wellness, the, the, the IFBB wellness division, to go to the Olympia at that show. Yeah. And if you know anything about IFBB wellness, and uh, that there there is zero doubt in my mind that this woman was on PEDs. Zero okay. doubt in my mind. Zero. Yeah. And to say that I have inside information, yeah, I do have some of that too. But there's zero doubt in my mind that anybody that won, that wins a wellness division and looks like a top five wellness Olympian, there's no way that you're natural. There's just no way. 
It'd be like saying that top five in the open bodybuilding division, it's possible to look that way naturally. And I do think it sucks for the natural competitors because here's the thing, you know, and I have clients who are natural and I, they know that I can make jokes and everything else to try to be ha ha funny on the podcast, but I support people who are natural. I have no, I have no issue with that at all. I think that's fine. I think it really sucks for them when the testing is not uh, matter of fact, I don't, I'd almost recommend that they go to a very, very strict federation that is natural where they're going to not only polygraph you, but they're going to literally just test you for damn near everything. Because I think that's really the only fair way. I've had, you guys have probably had the same thing. I've had clients, potential clients approach me and say, I'm doing this natural show and I'm going to do it on gear and I want you to help me get around it. And I'm not sitting here trying to act like I'm an angel and I have all these, you know, that I'm, but I'm, I just flat out, there's no way on this yeah. planet that I'm going to do that. Me too. That's just never going to be something I, I, I have a conscience and I, even, even if you put aside okay, yeah, there are other people doing it or you try to justify. It's just not fair and I'm not going to have any part in that for the people who showed up that actually didn't do any drugs and they want to compete naturally. That's just a douche move. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, Alfonso, he says, um, great show, gentlemen. Asparagus versus broccoli. Seems like asparagus doesn't bloat and feels like it is removing toxins from your system. Also, any thoughts on DIM as a supplement? Um, it, it, and if you're using it, is it necessary to eat cruciferous vegetables with your meals? First off, if you eat broccoli, then more power to you. Um, you hate broccoli. I, I know you. Do. I just don't yes. know anyone that can digest it after like the age yeah. of twenty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, okay I'm talking. Well, I don't need. I don't need a ton. But if I if I had a meal and I eat like one cup of it, I'm okay. I don't know. But when you're in prep and and you're eating veggies, let's say you have three protein veggie only meals, is broccoli that veggie in three of your meals? It can be. Honestly, I, I honestly really? don't. Yeah, I don't have issues with it. There's other things that have set me off, but I don't have issues with it. Okay. I can't. But I, if somebody is getting gas or having issues, that's the first thing I pull if that's what they're using. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I just see a lot of issues. And then you digestively in prep. And then you're like, well, what veggies are you eating? And broccoli comes up. Boom. First thing we're pulling. And gas goes away. Digestion gets better. Yeah, absolutely. You like green beans, uh, right? Is that your go-to? Uh, no, I like spinach. Spinach. Okay. Spinach, That's asparagus. I green beans. Spinach, asparagus, spring mix, um, cucumbers, uh, you know, peppers, red and green peppers. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Banana peppers. Uh, I like to make salads. Yeah. You know, like spring mix, cucumber, um, you know, things like that that add volume, red pepper, green pepper, banana peppers, pickles, you know, stuff like that that add flavor, add some extra volume, add a bunch of extra nutrients. Um, I'm not just like, all right, take your serving of broccoli or just take your plain serving of spinach. That's that's rare. You know, yep. I've been putting mine, my broccoli in the air fryer and I get it kind of crispy. So it has like mm -hmm. a texture. And then I started um, we've got one of those immersion blenders. And mm -hmm. I've been, I started um, blending my sweet potatoes. So mm -hmm. it's just like baby food, right? And then we made this chicken in the air or in the crock pot. It's just like, just like pulled chicken breast. It's just like, mm -hmm. you know, just super, super tender. And I just mix it all up in a bowl and eat that. Mm -hmm. That's been my new thing. Or fish. I've been doing the fish still. Mm -hmm. Nice. Fergus tastes great, but I can't even tolerate my, my own self 
when I go into the bathroom to urinate. It just when it if so, if a food does that to your urine, I just don't think that's good. And if I was single, I would never do it. No way. <laughs> did, did you ever uh, eat so much fish that you smelled like fish? Oh yeah. I ate so much orange roughy that I shit my pants. And it was oil. <laughs> and I didn't even mean to because if you hate I didn't mean to. No. You just I you didn't really shit your pants, but I just feel I say that because if anything comes out of your butthole, that to me is shitting your pants. Okay, outside of careful air. here. Careful here. It's just oil I know, right? But it's just oil from the fish. So I figured out I could only have it twice a day and that was the max. Because I would just be like walking and I'd be like, Oh, oh, like when you, when you have, you, have you have you ever water skied? Seriously, I'm what just, the? Where are we going? <laughs> you know where I'm. Okay, this is where I'm going. If you water ski and you stay out, and you fall a couple times, and you fall at a speed and you fall on your butt, water goes up your butt. You get up, you come out of the water on your next pull, and then water comes out your butt, and you think you shit your pants. But you didn't. It was the water coming out of your butt. Anybody who's listening who's water skied, they know what I'm talking about. And that is very similar to eating orange roughy because things just, they don't stay there. They just come out. And it's nasty. Well, I'll send you a butt plug, buddy. <laughs> Team oh, Skip approved. Team but answer his question. You get the logo yes. put on it. Yeah, the He's logo on the plug. <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso had asked, does he need to use dim if he's doing a couple servings of broccoli a day? Or does he, need to eat he went the other way. Do you need to eat vegetables if you're taking dim? I mean, I think you should eat vegetables in general, but I don't think for the purpose of coming up with the IC3s and all that stuff, or I, was it I3, I, I3C? Yeah. And all three carbonyl? Yeah. Yeah. I eat vegetables on Sundays when I load. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just being honest. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I, I don't like. Now, if I am deeper in a cut, that's different because I'll use yeah. them to take up space. But from a nutritional standpoint, I just abhor vegetables. So I will eat them in like poke bowls and stuff like that yeah. when, I, when I load. I had one today. had a poke today. Yeah, I'll order four or five of them. Pokey Company loves you. You have a Pokey Company over there, I'm sure. Not I close enough. Them. So when we're in Tampa, like when we, yeah. we got out of the gym today, me and Rachel and Nate went over and grabbed uh, uh, Pokey from uh, this place called Pokey Fish, which is excellent. Nice. Yep. You guys can take that Pokey and and go wherever you want with it, but I'm not coming with you. I, I've oh, never I eaten it. it. And I you never had it? No, I never ate it, but I've seen it. And I, How I can you not eat pokey? You can even get it with chicken or steak if you want. I want oh, the yeah? fish. I, I thought it was raw, raw fish. Raw, it? Well, could, raw, raw yeah, but yeah, that's usually what people get. No, but I don't like eat. I don't eat raw fish do. unless I was stranded on an island and can't start a fire. I'm you not eat eating sushi? raw fish. No, I don't eat sushi ever. Oh wow! You got to take no. your bodybuilder card away. I know. Ron, I found out that Ron Partlow also doesn't eat sushi. We're like the only two people that I know in bodybuilding that don't eat sushi. I'm pretty sure Dom Cardone does not eat sushi. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm in good company, guys. Yeah, Dom isn't going to have any sushi anytime soon. I don't think. Well, honestly, I think raw tuna is like smoothest protein you can eat. Right. I tell you, I used to eat ahi steaks. I'd get them from. They were frozen. I'd get them from. um, What's that? Fresh market. 
Okay. And I just, because it, it's just so easy to mm-hmm. eat that. But then, then I'm thinking, okay, this could be bad to have them this frequently. So now I only have them in pokey on the weekends. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got one more for us here. And, and this is our new segment called Skip Goes Dark. Um, I'm going to pull up Skip's, uh, we got a screen. We're going to do this here. every ep- episode, right? Okay. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see how if you. We don't want to force it. You know what I mean. And you know, Dakota's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, uh, "This is this is from the Facebook group. If you guys aren't part of the Facebook group, uh, Think Big Bodybuilding Media, we'd love to have you. A uh, lot of great, really great uh, community over there now. It's really wait cool a minute. To see you didn't screenshot to. this. You took my picture." Which clearly shows how dirty my screen is. Man, this is messed up. Okay, go ahead. So thank you guys for you know creating the group, being what it is. And I appreciate everybody posting you if, if Skip hates you. Uh, <laughs> joking, joking. So uh, why are people so opposed to someone using small amounts of GH after a year or two of using AAS, despite how much muscle they have gained? It makes no sense to me why people on here suggest using nandrolone or higher cycles over three units of good GH. Have the guys that suggested this, uh, I think he means half the guys that suggested this, used good GH and were good responders. Um, I, uh, yeah, have the guys that suggested this, used good GH and were good responders. Uh, I am not even a full month in on GH and it's literally stopped me from getting fatter on my bulk. Um, I have actually lost fat. I am only gaining muscle. Uh, you can't use the screenshot because there was see more at the end. <laughs> anyway, now let me just add this. Okay, because this is important for context. It wasn't just, and I put this in my response. It wasn't just his post, because this is po- the post itself is relatively innocuous. Okay, but it got me looking at the comments, and there was a back and forth. So his response to me was more matter of fact, and I I didn't like the response because. When someone makes a comment like that, I assume that they're talking about the podcast, too. Now, it's possible that he didn't, or he wasn't. It's possible that he was just talking about people on the page. But I think it's a safe I assumption. I think he means people on the show. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because I think most people, most people would say that if you're a couple of years into using gear, that GH probably wouldn't be a great idea. And I would agree with right. that, flat out. And if you're commenting, you probably are listening to the shows. And because... One third of our title is gear, blood, sweat, and gear. Then I'm going to assume that that they were also talking about us. What I took issue with was he's been on growth hormone for less than four weeks at a low dose. So my initial response in my brain was, why do you even have an opinion? Like, why would you be questioning anything when the only thing you're looking at, you're, you're basically getting knowledge or experience from people who have been doing this for a very long time i mean what is the implication that 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 we're giving you bad advice we're misleading you on purpose i don't under i don't understand i would not tell somebody to go and i'll just back up basically what he's saying i wouldn't tell someone to get on growth hormone when they're not when they haven't done or haven't advanced their cycles yet because in my opinion that would not 
even begin to create a better growth situation than increasing the compounds or the dosing in an anabolic steroid cycle. So I don't understand, and I just took issue with it because it was kind of matter of fact. It's unfortunate if anybody wants to see the comments. And here's the thing. I don't want to throw the guy under the bus, but I was irritated. He came back and responded, and he explained, I'm paraphrasing, but that it was basically not necessarily that's not what he was saying, but he was questioning why that wouldn't be a good idea or why people like us on the show, on the podcast, would not encourage that. And I just, it just seems like, why are you, why are you questioning? I take issue with that. I do. I, maybe I should. Let me ask a question. Maybe it's an ego thing. Yeah. Would you, okay. Would your response or thoughts be different if he's like, I just did a full off season on, you know, let's say nine months on three units of GH a day. And wow, I had my best results yet with this current PED use. No question. Okay, so so you, so basically, your like, issue you? is that, like, okay, so let's say, um, trying to think of a, a analogy or something similar, like, like, oh, you know, I just I just bought this stock and day one it went up two hundred percent, like, it, but then like, okay, well, let's see if this thing actually like rides out and continues to produce returns for you over the course of years, months, decades, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Is that where you're kind of getting at? Yeah. Or, okay, so you haven't even advanced your steroid cycles yet, and you're comparing to something that you have no idea. Like, okay, it's a, it's a good response. But yeah. here's the thing. How do people validate their experience when it's so minimal based on the people who are giving them advice or their knowledge that is based on years and years or even decades of hundreds upon hundreds of people. Let's just take the hundreds of hundreds of people. Let's take clients out. Let's just take my own gear use and I'll just talk about yeah. myself. Like, do you, it just, it just blows. And I, and I said something like this, this is the internet. This is the internet that there's an opinion like this that is questioning the information that you have been given by experienced and knowledgeable people and you think it's wrong with less than four weeks to be able to even assess that let it me ask you boggles that. my mind is it in itself growth hormone a bad thing to do uh for a newer guy who hasn't had much cycle experience like just the compound itself and of course the cost that goes with it and everything is it is it a bad thing where does it come in because part yeah part of my thought is is like there's a cost to benefit with everything that we do in that i think we've said it more than once that the cost is a lot greater for growth for a benefit that isn't necessarily going to do nearly as much as an anabolic steroid is going to do that said if somebody wants to run it I don't. I'm not going to tell somebody they shouldn't. Like if somebody and I don't had a bunch think of money, we ever have. Yeah, no. If somebody had a bunch of money, have... then go for it. Right. But is it a good idea? Is it going to be? I think I would challenge him to say that through possibly a, a, maybe some different nutritional approaches, he could have gotten exactly what he's getting as far as conditioning goes and fullness, and probably gained more muscle by choosing something else. It's possible. You know or what I'm better. saying? or oh, better yeah. results, but he doesn't have anything really to compare it to. That's the thing. Here's another example. Let's just say Nate, and I know this is kind of an unfair, but I'm using Nate because he was just on the other show. And Nate takes, he's done a lot of cycles. 
He knows what cycles like the record date is natural. Yeah. Or someone like me. And how to, and I, I don't necessarily mean that Nate. <laughs> Maybe it's a different Nate. No. Different but Nate. Totally being, different Nate. He would have a different context or he would have he would come from a place where there's a lot of experience there to where if he just added growth hormone and it had been four weeks, that is something that I would listen to versus someone who is in very the very, very early stages of newbieism. And I gotcha. think that's what it just, you know, maybe, I don't know, I'm not having a bad day. I wasn't in a bad mood, but I took that comment to just be like, what are you, why are you questioning the information that is given? I don't understand. Wait, can I give a different take? Okay, uh-huh. yeah. so, I don't think he was directing it in a challenging way to, and, and I don't, I, I only know him just because I see him post sometimes and I yeah. think he reached out for coaching once like, a couple years ago or something, but I think we, we might follow each other, uh, but I don't like know him or I haven't talked to him, but uh, I'm thinking maybe he was coming at it, not as like a challenge to any one particular show, not, um, not challenging the quality of information. I think part of it comes back to like being a bodybuilder and maybe even being an American a little bit with how we try to be, come up with ingenuity or come up with different ways of doing things or, and just the experimental nature of both our sport. And I think just being an American in a sense, like, hmm, maybe there's another way to do this that other people haven't thought of. I'm, th- I'm looking at it that way. I don't think he was coming at it as a challenge or I think he was, even, I think he was also asking the rest of the group, the people in the, in the group, you know, has anyone else experimented with lower dose drugs adding in growth hormone and seeing positive benefits. And I think that's just, I literally just think that it's the extent of it. I don't think he was like saying like, why are you guys not telling us about this? Why are you guys not putting out this information that would have helped me before? I I, I don't see it that way. I think it was literally just, and also let's go back to growth hormone. I think with us, when we're working with clients, growth hormone is one of those next step things because a, the athlete usually is pretty serious. You know, they're, they're moving up the ranks, they're putting in seasons and usually cost is the most prohibitive thing from from do, from using it right it's it's the most expensive drug we could possibly use so they have to be serious on some level so i think that's kind of where we're coming from of, as of you know why are you throwing in something so so expensive when you could probably get be getting the same results by adding an extra 100 mg of tra- test maybe adding in another anabolic maybe cleaning up your diet just a little bit more you get what I'm saying? Like, you can go I, go I, on a I vacation just, to Hawaii too. Then you know what I mean. And like, you can go on a vacation. <laughs> literally, you can take that money. I because I did growth early. Like, I yeah. used the two to three units yeah. early, and and seeing my results is part of the reason that I share this. I've seen mm-hmm. other people that are like they're they're like, oh well, I want to try it. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna try it. You know, go yeah. for it. But the the cost to benefit, I would rather see you figure out another way to get leaner while growing and possibly mm-hmm. grow even more for cheaper and also be able to do other things with your money. Maybe he's a guy who's like, you know, completely financially independent. He doesn't have to think about those things. But for a lot of people, you could take five grand and you could go on a hell of a vacation for two weeks, you know, yeah. like oh, for I sure. mean, you could change life changing vacation, see places sure. you've never seen in your life. Like we're talking, that's what growth hormone money is. So because yeah, but I mean, at low do- dose, it, you know, he did make a good argument. At low dose, you know, two to three IU or whatever else, I think was his dose. And they're generics. It, it's not a ton of money. I guess I understand that that's relative. I totally get that. It's not like he's taking 10, 10 units of Serastim. I totally understand that. So I do want to say if that was the context and I took it out of context, then 
fair enough. Then I'm being way too rough. I took it as, and I don't even think I necessarily took it personally. This could be like, like maybe he was questioning specifically like Dave or something like that. But I still look at it as. I think we've all said that. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I just want to make sure because I don't want to beat a dead horse either. I I will stand by this though. I still think that he would get better progress because I still don't know how he's assessing progress at less than four weeks. He would get better progress if you. I think he used the um, the comparison of like another two hundred milligrams of Deca or something. I if I had it to do all over again, I would go back to adding Deca. I would not personally, knowing what I know. I would and how do you know what you know? I know through years and years of experience. Well, but how did like did you do? Did you were was there a point where you're like, hey, I didn't get as much as I thought I really should have for what I paid well, for this? Oh yeah, well, Wait, you didn't say that part yet. You know whether what I mean? it's growth or whether it's you know any compound for that. I mean, there are compounds that people you know and, and people could argue. Well, you don't respond. Everybody doesn't respond the same way. No, but we're when we give advice and we give answers to questions on the podcast, we gear those answers our responses to kind of the majority of people versus yeah because that's what we have to do because we can't cover everybody we know there's an individual component and i say that if a hundred people had the chance to take growth hormone early at a low dose versus adding another compound they're going to i think we would all agree they're almost certainly going to get more out of adding another compound and it still comes back to assessing i just still have that question and again i don't want to beat him up over it but what are you assessing at less than four weeks of being on growth hormone? I just don't know that the, unless I guess he's had <coughs> dramatic results. I guess that's very possible at two or three IU. So mm. It's not very possible. It's not very possible at two it's or three IU. Yeah. It's it's very possible at ten <coughs> IU. Um, but I mean, I think what he's using as his metric is he's the scale's moving up and he's appearing leaner and leaner, probably in his pictures or what he sees in the mirror, which I could buy. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that's an interesting one though because. I, I really do think that some of us respond to peptides like growth hormone and insulin much, you know, maybe not much better, but but better than other people. Absolutely. Um, and knowing that, you know, using, say, you know, up to six units of growth hormone on your training days, four or five days a week max, it's not going to have the same negative side effects on your labs as, say, multiple Agreed. compounds would. Um, yeah. Okay, I wish I could have afforded growth hormone when I was twenty. Sure, <laughs> but 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 that's being said, like I was locked in serious from probably like the age of fourteen on. Like I don't remember not having. I think when I was fourteen, 15, I was eating five meals a day, like big meals, you know. Yeah. And and I was eating the same thing at the same time every day, and I was training on a program. So it's not to say that like I'm just a kid who started training. and I wanted to add growth hormone in my second year. You know, it was okay, I've already been doing this. I know I want to be a bodybuilder down the road and I want to look like a bodybuilder down the road. So yeah, it's, it's just hard to answer that one, I guess. And, and and also to figure out like, how did he mean his, what was the inflection there? There is no inflection because it's written on paper. It's not yeah. something that was spoken yeah, that's to true. So, yeah. 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 So to, to Dakota, then I, I may have taken it out of context. Got and heated. if I did, then Skip that, I apologize. Dark. Skip what got heated. He got me went dark on you, Dakota. Sometimes, <laughs> it, sometimes that happens. If you're going to follow the show, sometimes Skip's going to go dark on you. You, know, you, just, you have to accept that he still loves you. Way by, yeah, I'm going to get rubbed the wrong <laughs> way by something. 
And hey, Some more power to them at the end of the day. And if anybody wants to take growth, you know, and you can afford to, then I say go for it. Um, that said, if if it comes down to that or going to Hawaii this year, go to Hawaii. I, I say go to Hawaii or to another destination that you enjoy. Be that's still look, a lot of growth hormone if you're going to save your money and go to grow, go to Hawaii, though. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a lot, that's still a lot of growth. Well, I, yeah. I had a good, good prices back, I remember, when I first started using it. And I'd still buy enough that I could take it longer term it'd be you know a couple thousand dollars or so that would go okay. into it you know yeah. what i'm saying and then get i won't say what i've spent on saracen this year yeah or what i'm gonna spend next year <laughs> you, so you we'll won't say how many times you could have gone to hawaii <laughs> yeah, possibly. all right well we appreciate everybody tuning in hanging out with us uh that's all the time we've got uh go over to bodyberry.com you can get some coaching from andrew teamskip.com for skip and of course uh send skip your hate mail here by commenting below yeah, dakota's <laughs> gonna be reaching out any day i mean <laughs> i'll wait for that email dakota you can reach out to me mcnallydiets at gmail.com and we do appreciate you having you guys here including you dakota no harm is meant by this my friend um and uh thank you for all of our uh, people over at patreon you guys are awesome and uh supplementsource.ca for canadians truenutrition.com for everybody in the u.s use our code think and uh i think that's all i got for you guys we appreciate you we'll see you soon for another episode of blood sweat and gear that's all we got leave us questions for the next show like and subscribe oh thank you